Hello, you've tuned in to The Bible Podcast, a show where we read through the Bible in a year, just a few chapters each day. Today is April 7th, and we're working through 1 Samuel. Today we'll read chapters 28 and 29. Chapter 28. About that time, the Philistines mustered their armies for another war with Israel. King Achish told David, You and your men will be expected to join me in battle. Very well, David agreed. Now you will see for yourself what we can do. Then Achish told David, I will make you my personal bodyguard for life. Meanwhile, Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him. He was buried in Ramah, his hometown. And Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead. The Philistines set up their camp at Shunem, and Saul gathered all the army of Israel and camped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the vast Philistine army, he became frantic with fear. He asked the Lord what he should do, but the Lord refused to answer him, either by dreams or by sacred lots or by the prophets. Saul then said to his advisors, Find a woman who is a medium so I can go and ask her what to do. His advisors replied, There is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing instead of his royal robes. And he went to the woman's home at night, accompanied by two of his men. I have to talk to a man who has died, he said. Will you call up his spirit for me? Are you trying to get me killed? The woman demanded. You know that Saul has outlawed all mediums and all who consult the spirits of the dead. Why are you setting a trap for me? But Saul took an oath in the name of the Lord and promised, As surely as the Lord lives, nothing bad will happen to you for doing this. Finally, the woman said, Well, whose spirit do you want me to call up? Call up Samuel, Saul replied. When the woman saw Samuel, she screamed, You've deceived me. You are Saul. Don't be afraid, the king told her. What do you see? I see a God coming up out of the earth, she said. What does he look like? Saul asked. He is an old man wrapped in a robe, she replied. Saul realized it was Samuel, and he fell to the ground before him. Why have you disturbed me by calling me back? Samuel asked Saul. Because I am in deep trouble, Saul replied. The Philistines are at war with me, and God has left me, and won't reply by prophets or dreams. So I have called for you to tell me what to do. But Samuel replied, Why ask me, since the Lord has left you and has become your enemy? The Lord has done just as he said he would. He has torn the kingdom from you and given it to your rival David. The Lord has done this to you today because you refuse to carry out his fierce anger against the Amalekites. What's more, the Lord will hand you and the army of Israel over to the Philistines tomorrow, and you and your sons will be here with me. The Lord will bring down the entire army of Israel in defeat. Saul fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright because of Samuel's words. He was also faint with hunger, for he had eaten nothing all day and all night. When the woman saw how distraught he was, she said, Sir, I obeyed your command at the risk of my life. Now do what I say, and you let me give you a little something to eat, so you can regain your strength for the trip back. But Saul refused to eat anything. Then his advisors joined the woman in urging him to eat, 
So finally he yielded and got up from the ground and sat on the couch. The woman had been fattening a calf, so she hurried out and killed it. She took some flour, kneaded it into dough, and baked unleavened bread. She brought the meal to Saul and his advisors, and they ate it. Then they went out into the night. Chapter 29 The entire Philistine army now mobilized at Aphek, and the Israelites camped in the spring in Jezreel. As the Philistine rulers were leading out their troops in groups of hundreds and thousands, David and his men marched at the rear with King Achish. But the Philistine commanders demanded, What are these Hebrews doing here? And Achish told them, This is David, the servant of King Saul of Israel. He's been with me for years, and I've never found a single fault in him from the day he arrived until today. But the Philistine commanders were angry. Send him back to the town you've given him, they demanded. He can't go into battle with us. What if he turns against us in battle and becomes our adversary? Is there any better way for him to reconcile himself with his master than by handing our heads over to him? Isn't this the same David about whom the women of Israel sing in their dances? Saul has killed his thousands, but David his ten thousands? So Achish finally summoned David and said to him, I swear by the Lord that you have been a trustworthy ally. I think you should go with me into battle, for I've never found a single flaw in you from the day you arrived until today. But the other Philistine rulers won't hear of it. Please don't upset them, but go back quietly. What have I done to deserve this treatment, David demanded. What have you ever found in your servant that I can't go and fight the enemies of my lord, the king? But Achish insisted, as far as I'm concerned, you're as perfect as an angel of God. But the Philistine commanders are afraid to have you with them in the battle. Now get up early in the morning and leave with your men as soon as it gets light. So David and his men headed back into the land of the Philistines while the Philistine army went on to Jezreel. So I think we can recognize immediately in chapter 28.8, though we know Saul had banned from the land of Israel all mediums and those who consulted the spirits of the dead, Here's Saul consulting the witch at Endor. Not only had Saul outlawed this practice, but we also know in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 18, verses 9 through 12, that the Old Testament forbids occult practices such as spiritism, divination, and necromancy, uh, where someone attempts to contact the dead, usually to seek guidance about the future. Practicing necromancy and consulting a necromancer were capital offenses. God's people were instead to rely on God for divine guidance. God buried Moses in an unmarked grave, and we know that from Deuteronomy 34.6, because of Moses' stature and his role in mediating Israel's covenant with God. God did not want the Israelites to make Moses' grave a shrine and to present offerings to a spirit, worship him, or attempt to consult his spirit. The Old Testament makes it plain that the dead cannot be contacted. Samuel is the only known exception. God apparently commanded him to return and speak. However, Saul's sin in consulting a medium was so severe that the chronicler singles out this failure in commenting on Saul's downfall. And we can see that in 1 Chronicles chapters 10, 13 through 14. There is never any justification for seeking advice from the dead when we have the living word of God to guide us. 
2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17. And we'll also find that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. This is how consulting mediums is phrased in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 6. I will also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. And just want to take a moment to clarify uh, contacting the dead. And something that has snuck into mainstream family life is the Ouija board. This device is an attempt to trick families into witchcraft and occultism. So if you've got a Ouija board in your home, it's important and even critical to get it out of your home. Destroy it, throw it away, burn it. Do not play with Ouija boards or tarot cards or occultism. On a lighter note, looking back in history, Billie Holiday, the most moving jazz singer of her time, was born on this day in 1915. She was admired for the uniquely bittersweet quality of her voice and for perfect phrasing. Although Holiday was often described as a blues singer, she was principally an interpreter of popular songs. Billie Holiday was born in Baltimore and raised by her mother in a black ghetto. She made her first recording with Benny Goodman in 1933. Her most distinctive work was recorded between 1936 and 1944. Tragically, after 1950, drug addiction increasingly affected her health and her career. She died, hopelessly addicted, at a young age of 44. Talent alone does not assure success. Saul stood head and shoulders above all others in his day, but died a hopeless suicide. Saul had it all. He was handsome, intelligent, and charismatic. In addition to these appealing qualities, Saul possessed great humility. However, when he was thrust into power, Saul began to believe all those wonderful things people said about him and threw humility aside. That was the very first step downward for this very capable king. Tragically, in the last years of Saul's tumultuous life, Israel's first king went mad. God's spirit had departed from Saul, and in desperation, he consulted the fraudulent witch of Endor. Looking deeper, it's wise to withhold our words until God works things out. David would have been forced to fight his own people, but God stepped in to deliver him from this dilemma. That immediately makes me think of Proverbs 10:19. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. We can't withdraw from heaven's bank if there are no deposits there. Saul was spiritually bankrupt. When he needed God's direction, it wasn't available to him. And when we leave God out, we seek desperate and foolish ways to get divine direction. Saul violates his own laws by seeking a medium to try to raise the spirit of Samuel. Psychics are frauds. The witch of Endor was shocked when Samuel's spirit actually appeared. This revealed she was a fraud, preying on people's vulnerability. Our reaction to rebuke should be repentance. So occultism, Ouija boards, tarot cards, idols, carvings, books, crystals. Rather than rush in on our bad behavior, remove and repent. 
Saul should have fallen on his face in repentance rather than merely caving into fear. Let's close with prayer. Lord, help me to identify the false idols in my life. Help me to repent from my wicked behavior. Help me, Lord, to make regular deposits in heaven's bank by my prayers, obedience, and service. Please keep me humble at all times so that I won't fail and fall. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for tuning in today. We'll see you tomorrow for the conclusion of 1 Samuel chapters 30 and 31. I'm going to close with this scripture from Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Selah.